hey porn stars welcome to kinks and chaos i'm kiki i bring you satisfier pro simone and the one the only tom guzzler j not with you i cannot with you at all she got satisfier pro and i got cum guzzler <laughs> Okay, geeks. Yours came to me first, and I was like, what if we call Simone? And then we were talking about satisfied. She's a satisfier pro. She'll get you in one go. You know? Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to edit that to make that a teaser. Yes. We got that the Tom Guzzlers here. The Satisfire Pro will <laughs> get you in one go. And then Jay, who fucking loves to guzzle that gum. In her mouth and in her rectum. Just those two places? <clears throat> Not the third? Your ears? I thought we weren't talking about that. <laughs> well, that was a one-time thing. I didn't know we were sharing secrets this episode. That was a, that was a never-time thing. So, so we aren't sharing secrets. That's I why I didn't bring that one up. I don't like you two. <laughs> the eyebrow move too. Like, yeah, bite that lip, you dirty bitch. Um, we are sponsored by Magical Desires. Feel the magic with Magic Desires. They are a new Canadian-based online erotic retailer. They offer free shipping, discreet, on orders of $69 or more within Canada and the United States. Check them out on Instagram at Magic Desires Official or their website, magicdesires.ca. Use promos code KINKSCHAOS25 for a discount. On today's episode, we are talking all things BDSM kink come guzzling satisfying don't limit yourself but in a safe consensual way we will also discuss bdsm test by describing what some of the elements mean and just share our knowledge in that and then along with some book recs that include the kink and bdsm lifestyle mm -hmm. Our next guest is someone I'm obsessed with in a healthy, non-threatening way. She's also <laughs> a fellow Canadian who has written SVU, Blood Empire, Emerald Lake Prep series. She's now entering the Omegaverse with the Angelic Academy series, and We Are Worthy, which is out now. Please welcome my favorite person, Alicia Williams. Hi! Thanks for joining us and coming on. Um, I'm just gonna warn you, I'm really awkward, so but don't worry about it. Yeah, that's fine. fine. We're all, awkward. but I'm happy to be here. We're so excited to have you. So, We Are Worthy just came out, and it's part of your like Omega Verse adventure. How did you decide to like go that direction? 
Um, I've loved Omegaverse for a long time. I started with uh, Baby and the Late Night Howlers and Lola and the Millionaire and all that. Um, I really just liked the concept of it. Um, the more more primalness, I guess I would say, like because of how you know the whole Alpha and Omega thing works when they're in heat and all that stuff and just their biology, it just well, as, as you know, I write super, super smutty stuff. So I was like, that was just like a huge opening to just write all the dirty stuff. <laughs> Simone loves Primal. I read, I read some, a bunch of them, and then I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try. And then for me, it was like a lot, like there's a lot of amazing Megaverse stories, but I wanted to see something a little different, like, because it's always like the, the big, growly, macho alphas and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I want to do something different. So I just kind of like flipped it entirely and I was like how about we just have four alphas who are you can't even tell that they're alphas mm -hmm. and they're just cute and quirky and nerdy and all virgins so I'm like yeah I think I went a different direction with that one <laughs> I love that you entered that world I love Omega <laughs> it's so good Simone hasn't dived dove into it yet <laughs> yeah is there like I a feel like yeah I should because I do love the whole like primal yes I would say if I anybody who asks what they should read first I always say baby story um I find it's not too complicated you kind of get the basics of how like the whole megaverse works um mine's a little different some go into a little bit more detail on how on like how scenting and packs and all that kind of stuff I guess mine wouldn't really be one that's very educational to figure out exactly what I think it mean. But mm -hmm. I've also read a variety of them that it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to each author. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely go with, with Baby and Lola's stories were my, my two favorite. The ones that kind of stuck with me the most. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. How did you get started with writing? Because you bang out books like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, so it's one of my favorite just stories to tell. And back in 2018, I was watching, um, it was Halloween, and I was watching the Vampire Academy movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they never made the rest of the series into movies. And I'm like, I don't know what happens next. And I'm like, I know that they're books. So I went to my local library and got all the books. And I started binge reading. And then I was like, I got really back into to loving reading. So I picked up another series and these were all like supernatural young adult series. So I just went down a rabbit hole and then I figured out what KU was. And so then I started reading like indie authors and everything like that. But then I figured out what reverse harem was and there was no turning back for that one. So I kind of just went and read, I think it was almost 500 books for the year. Then I was like, I think I got the hang of the basics for Reverse Harem. Yeah. So I was reading um, Academy of Misfits, and that's where um, the idea for Emily Prep kind of sparked. Mm -hmm. I started, like, I like the whole um, reform, reform school setting type yeah. of thing, but mm -hmm. um, it kind of just obviously went completely different direction. But I wrote, like, seven chapters of it, and I just 
put it to the side. I was like, that is horrible. It was just such it was so bad. So I just put it away, went back to reading. And then I figured out what I actually didn't know what um, KDP was at the time. So I was writing a book without ever thinking I was going to get it published. So that's why I put it away. But then I figured out that it was I, I wouldn't say easy to self-publish, but like it was an option. So then I dive back in there, fixed it all up, got into the author community, figured out every single thing that I needed to do. And then I kind of just went hard from there. <laughs> That's where I found you was Emerald Lake. That was my first adventure with you. And I did not expect the smut level. That was <laughs> you look at the, cover, was the original cover and I'm just like, why did I do that original cover? Like you look at that and you think, oh, it's a cute little hometown young adult. No, no. <laughs> it's not. It's not. When someone actually told me that, that it was like, like mentioned that, and I, I was like, I never, I never saw that, but now, now I can't unsee it. So I was like, okay, time to rebrand the covers and make it like when you look at the covers, you're like, oh, that has you know a lot of smexiness in it, um, which I think definitely helped. I know a lot of people turned away from it because of the cover because they thought it was young adult. I was just like, no. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> and you like include MM, FF, like it's so inclusive. How did you decide to take that approach? I, I don't know, honestly. I think a lot of people thought I was absolutely crazy to have all of that in my first book because they're like, you know, FF isn't popular. Mm -hmm. um, in you know the reverse harem trope mm started becoming a little bit more and more inclusive mm -hmm. but i was like as somebody who had to keep her inner bi self you know at bay for the longest time until i became an adult like i'm just gonna put myself into emmy and i'm gonna give her all the d and then i'm gonna give her some v <laughs> i love this She's a, like, she's a superhero. <laughs> um, with Queenie and Neo, um, Neo also enjoys dressing as like a female and has his feminine quirks. How did you decide to take that approach? Because he's so like masculine and then he has his other side. I just, I don't know. I feel like um, my big thing is just be who you are and not care what anybody else thinks I don't know just as I was writing I think it was first it was with the getting his nails done scene like he was doing it for Rosie but I was like you know why can't he just do it for himself so I made him get his nails done for himself and he loved it and then that kicked in Queenie doing that whole scene in that situation and then I was like I like the message that I put there so I'm just going to keep going with it and just you know having Rosie around him kind of like brought out I guess his own excuse to play dress up and then, <laughs> then I mean he's Neo so so when you started writing and like you found like the KDP and KU what advice would you give to like new authors that you wish you had when you were starting um I would say my, my biggest thing is when it comes to reviews, don't focus so much on the negative ones because 
I still, I still sometimes do it now, but I look at like my really, like the amount of really good ones I have and then the amount of bad ones I have. And I'm like, yes, they're, they're heartbreaking. They're, you know, they hurt your feelings, but that's one person out of like, there could be even more people who haven't reviewed or rated or whatever. So it's, it's, that's one person out of the majority and everybody's entitled to their own opinion and that's their opinion. So one thing that really, that I really wish someone would be like is don't concentrate on that. Concentrate on the positive parts, uh, learn from, learn as you write. Um, mm-hmm. but that was the biggest thing was the reviews. Your head while you're typing it out. I'm, I'm a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who helped me a lot with, um, SVU, um, uh, anytime I think of an idea, I kind of like bounce it off of her and see what she thinks. And then we write it down and mm-hmm. organize all the ideas. But typically, like for the majority of my books, I just write down random jot notes of ideas that come to me that I could add into it. Like Queenie's jot note, which is a bunch of, you know, unaliving ideas. <laughs> I actually have some leftover that I can put into the other one. But 90% of the time, I just, I'm writing, and the idea just comes to me as I'm writing. And then it snowballs into other ideas, like, um, I was writing a Brody and Ellie scene, and uh, just the way it was going, and I was like, we can add that person into this scene. So I was like, okay, that works. And then I was like, that's not at all how I had it planned, but it turned out very well. (laughs) Is this in book three? I'm excited. I love when Queenie, spoiler alert, close your ears, people, if you don't want to hear this. When she, um, the arm comes off of the person and she's so nonchalant about it, like, oops, sorry, bro. That was actually, I, um, I took the inspiration of parts of that scene from it. Um, like the scene from it, you know, when Pennywise is like chewing on that hand and then he waves to the guy. I was like, that's why like in the scene where she's like waving and she's making the hand do things. And I'm just like, and I remember when I wrote that scene, I was like a giddy little schoolgirl just typing it all out. I ran downstairs and I replayed the whole thing to my husband and he looked at me like, are you okay? And I'm just like, this is good stuff. Run upstairs to finish it. It was so good. It's like one of my favorite scenes ever. I laughed so hard writing that. I was like, where did this come from? I'm like, I should, I should be a little concerned. Like, cause I, when I'm writing those scenes, it's either a complete like blank face or I'm just laughing my butt off. Like all giddy. And I'm just like, that's not normal. <laughs> Love that. Like so much. Yeah. Simone's thinking about how she can like do it in real life most of the time yeah absolutely that, that's my kind of thoughts daily I love it yeah what's your favorite part about writing like what and the whole process I think just having like your ideas that pop into your head turn into an entire story like I'm looking at my shelf right now and I'm like holy moly like there is a ton of books up there and I'm like I love all those and I'm just like how did I those so just like my favorite part is just I, I would have to say having the book in my hand yeah um but I'm also really weird um I'm not gonna lie by the time the book ends I don't remember anything that I wrote 
My readers can tell you more about my characters in my books than I could. I literally have all of my books on Kindle that I have to go and like search up keywords so that I can find things because I don't remember like I was like okay we need some spicy scenes for TikTok and I'm like everything's coming to blank then I just copy paste and make that into a teaser it's it's bad but I have like an attention span of a goldfish <laughs> so I don't remember much like I actually have my team where we, it was just the other day we were in our group and they sent me it was they sent me a quote and I was like oh my god what book is that I want to read that and then she's like babe it's yours I'm like oh oh that's good are you sure <laughs> they're like yeah it's this part I was like oh oh I'm like are you sure it wasn't that other part and they're like no and I'm like oh oh that's good stuff anyway <laughs> At least you were like, it's good and not, who wrote yeah. that? That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so awkward. That would have been awkward. Yeah. I'm not, I'll just be like, well, I've, I've looked at my own stuff and I'm like, I tell my team, and I'm like, I read over this chapter. I think it's horrible. Um, You know, just help me out the best you can and mm-hmm. kind of fix up any spelling errors and then send it. I'm like, uh, false alarm. It's actually not that bad. We're good. <laughs> I'm okay with it now. Yeah. I feel like we're our own worst critic though too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say somebody's new to the Alicia world. Where would they start like in your book series? Where would you recommend them go first? Um I I always recommend my I guess my better selling series. I love Emerald Lake Prep. Mm-hmm. But I don't love Emerald Lake Prep as much as my readers love Emerald Lake Prep. Okay. I know it's I know it's not my best work. Um, I can't read that book again without dying of embarrassment and cringing. Um, I'm just like my my writing has evolved so much since then. So I usually I honestly usually don't recommend it unless it's like a takeover. If someone personally asks me, I'm like, uh, if you like dark, go with Queenie. If you like bully, go with SVU. Um, you like paranormal, and I'm just they're just like then eventually they find them with like crap after reading all my other stuff. And I'm just I don't know. My PA, she's like absolutely adores the series. And she's like, you need to stop and just refer to them with your first book and I'm just like well what if they don't like my first book and they think all my books are written like that because I I don't think it's horrible but like my writing has definitely evolved since then and it it has gotten like what I like to tell people is like that is literally my first book and the editing isn't the best because you know I didn't have a professional editor It, it has gone recently through um a proper round of editing um, so now I guess I feel a little bit better that people are reading it. Yeah. Um, but usually, yeah, usually just like depends on what you want. If you want dark, queenie, if you want, I don't really have a, I think one of another reasons why I don't recommend Emma like prep is because I don't know how to categorize it. Like, yeah, like I literally was like, let's throw in every freaking trope you can think of right now in series. So I'm like, is it like this? Is it that? I'm just like, I don't 
no, it's all of the above. Yeah. I mean, it helps. Like when somebody's looking for a recommendation, the bonus for that is that it fits a lot of like yeah. things that they're looking for. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. It's reverse harem. That's that's the best I can say. Is my go-to would probably be Hidden Secrets because it's it's got a darker vibe to it, but it's not as dark as Queenie. Yeah, not everybody can handle Queenie's brand of crazy. It's I've had some people be like, wow, that's pretty depraved, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> what? Because she does everything so casually, like yeah. how like so casually but i do like the concept of it like differently like she doesn't just outright unalive people she has some fun with it yeah it's a whole thing <laughs> i love her she's like my spirit animal <laughs> do you have any like really stay rituals that you do when your books come out honestly i see these i see all these other authors be like go out to dinner and do all these things yeah. and all that and i'm just like okay my book's out. Cool. <laughs> I have a party in my group, and sometimes I do a live and I talk to readers, but I'm like, yeah, wow. I really I pop them out so much that it's like it kind of lost the momentum. Um, I'm just like, eh, cool. I get to yeah. see, you know, reviews and hear what people think about it. And I think, um, one thing I do is I stock my reviews and my page reads. That's my ritual on release days. <laughs> I just stock my KDP account. But regular, I'm just, it, it literally goes, oh, okay, so this book's released. Yeah. Time to dive back into the next one. Because um, how I do my release schedule is um, I try to even it out for like, finish on the end of a month and then start a different book on the first of the month. Oh. Um, already was done in august so i immediately started um secrets for, uh, embraced september 1st and i have like two months set aside so while the third month is promoting and getting all that ready for release i dive into the next one so as secrets embrace is being released i'm going to be starting little bird which is the first black venom crew so i kind of i celebrate by starting another book <laughs> that love that so much yeah do you have any favorite characters that you've written so far i'd have to say well definitely queenie um she's just really fun to write queenie and neo um val i love writing val from svu she i actually have a standalone that i'm going to have for her which is going to be an mmf and I'm just excited to write her as like a full character yeah. because I'm doing a co-write with Amber and I essentially have created the male version of Val. <laughs> no and so that is exciting. It's fun to me. You would think some of my actual main characters would be my favorites, but I'd have to say just writing them. Oh, I love that. I'm excited for Val now. What's your favorite part about the writing process as a whole? Like, I know you do your book covers as well. Like, is that stressful or do you love that part too? Um, I guess it depends. Um, I've gotten lucky to end up with good enough designs that for, for these books. Um, but 
the stressful part is I don't, I don't use things like Photoshop or anything. I kind of use, I used to use like, I did design Queenie series on Canva. I use like a mix of a ton of different apps and it took hours. Like I'm not the kind of person that just throws something on there and just be happy with it. Um, it took me hours to get it right. Because you, I like knowing that not only is it my work within the pages, but I made the cover too. Yeah. So all of my design, all of my books except for uh we are worthy and um angelic academy have been my designs but um i really i like just knowing that my like that book that i have in my hand is completely mine like the cover the content in it everything was like me except for more obviously the awesome editors and stuff like that i don't know it's just it's more it's more of a flex to myself because I didn't just, like I said, didn't just write it. I also yeah. designed it too. So extra special. That's awesome. That's such an accomplishment too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I also, um, so I've had some other authors, like I'm not the best, not even, I don't even consider myself like a graphic designer in any way, mm -hmm. shape or form. I'm somebody who threw some covers together, adjusted my skills as I went and, um, you know, learn as I went. Uh, although I, I'm pretty impressed with SVU and the new Emerald Lake prep covers. So that's, yeah. that's pretty good. I mean, and Queenie's too, but um, it's also nice that I had a few other authors who I've made covers for too. And then it's like seeing that work. I love that. That's so cool. Queenie's my favorite cover too. I don't know. This is a badass cover. <laughs> One random, a random fact is cover of book one yeah and so the 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 girl on book one and the girl on two and three are not the same people what? as book one yeah but they look so similar um i did some deep diving for um the uh on deposit photos and i'm i'm almost positive that the two models are sisters or like related because they look so much alike yeah. but I didn't like any of her poses so I checked out her sisters or family member whatever and I found those poses and then I just colored her hair black because <laughs> I made sure to like I made sure to compare them like I'm like could you pull this yes you could so I did a lot of work on that one but I found poses that work better so <laughs> yeah you gotta do what's right that's so cool though I love that. I love that as much as like how you write the kids in your series as well. Because they are spunky as fuck. And some of them have like sass to them. I love them. They're all they're also going to be getting their own books too. I I I have oh Emily Prep World is having so many so many spin-offs. Felicity's getting her own trilogy. Uh, Melody is going to get I don't know how many books it's gonna be, but it's it's going in order. So Pretty much for that world is it's going to be the joint book that I do. And then it's going to be, um, I am doing a shared world, Queenie's world, but it's Queenie's girls from her club. And Roxy, the bartender, is going to be a standalone character that I write to start off the series. And then um, the, the other love authors will do their own. Oh and God. maybe... Maybe I'll add some brothers in there and give Emmy's children a story too. 
Let's intermingle them. Because <laughs> how long does it usually take to like do a book start to finish for you? Typically about a month and a half to two months, but I sometimes have multiple books going at once. So that's how I did like, um, I, I had written Crown Queen and SVU 2 at the same time. So I could release them at the same time, but I didn't, I, I spaced it out, but that's why I was able to, uh, or was it, no, it was Hidden Secrets. I released that one and then I had like, just back to back to back because I was writing multiple at once. Yeah. So like Tainted Wings was started. SVU 2 was started. They were all started. It was just more of like trying to find time to to dip in there. Like I have, um, I'm going to be starting Tainted Bonds um, October 1st. I have my co-write going. I just finished a short MM co-write and I have Secrets Embraced. If you go into the woods, which, which is an MF shifter short, and uh, my FF uh, vampire going all on its same time. My gosh. I have to start them um, here and there, or my brain will just not let me focus. Yeah. So I kind of write. Um, Shit. That's amazing, though. Oh, my God. How are you going to, like, read at the same time as writing a book or do you have to just focus because i know some oh no i read um i can i think the only thing with me is i can't read a book while i'm writing that isn't the same type of like past tense present tense because my alphas have uh, gold me because i was writing like entire chapters in uh past tense and they're like alicia you don't write past tense and i was like because <laughs> <laughs> i like i'm reading the book and i'm getting in the mindset so i'm just yeah. like typing it all out like so our time i think is almost up but it flew by so fast oh my god it did we'll have to have you back because i loved this moment yeah I love talking, and I'm sure, like, you're probably on the back, like, she started off with this question, and she started answering it, and then she drifted off. Oh, I love that. That's my favorite. Yeah. Fully support this. (laughs) So there is, like, a question we like to ask our authors when we have them on. Do you have a favorite book that you've ever read? Uh, Yes, 100% Hannah for Prep. It's just, and it's very closely tied would have to be havoc Mm -hmm. um those would be very equal to me first rh it's so good um i don't first speaking of first rh i think my first rh was um fallen university by callie rose That one is actually what was what got me into reverse harem. Like I was like the look on my face. I was like, oh my god, there's books like this. <laughs> and I'm like, I just randomly found it, and I was like, oh, this looks good because I was really into like the paranormal aspect of reading at the time. It's before I found contemporary, and that was the first thing that I'm just like, wow, I'm like that's dirty, and I'm like, I need more. <laughs> yes, it's so addictive. Oh my god, like Mila Crawford's she's getting some dirty shit out there now with like room 22 i've been meaning to read that i've been seeing like different um like different uh mixed reviews and i'm like but those ones that seem negative i'm like that makes me really want to read it (laughs) oh it is 
so good. It is. It's the filthiest. I bought it. I gotta read it. I definitely gonna have to read it. Yeah. 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 She's filthy, really good, but amazing. She is amazingly filthy. Okay. Well, I think. Thank you for joining us. We yeah, thank you for that. So thank appreciate you. this. Well, I'm glad we got to talk to Cherry for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love popping cherries. And that's my new favorite thing to write, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I'm I'm happy to come back anytime. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah. Because definitely by the end of this year I'll have like a bunch of different things to come oh to talk about new varieties of books yeah Yeah, definitely definitely. in the new year sounds good we would love that thank you so much thanks thank you um cakes i got my little toy here the satisfier pro the satisfier pro too um what was the highest level that you could do four four that was intense for me i used 11 fuck me did you squirt i unfortunately did not <clears throat> i i haven't reached that goal yet but four was barely anything for me so i had to pump it all the way up to 11 you had to pump it up to 11 to 11 and how was it once you got to 11 it was less than five minutes and it came out of nowhere it was really good one that is the best where it just like hits you yeah yeah it was really good um but yeah level four was like nothing that's so interesting like how everybody's sensitivity levels is so different. I've been told I'm very hard to uh, get off. I guess that is true. I always thought that men, the men I've been with have been lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you yell at them, get out. <laughs> get out. Get out. my toy, go to 11, done in two minutes. Sounds like. <laughs> oh my God. And you go to bed after. A job well done. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's nobody there that I'm playing with, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> so is this like a mass apology to all the men you've told to get out? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't even know where the clit is. They don't know about foreplay. They don't know nothing. So no, no apologies. You have to tell them. Listen, when I was younger, now I would be like, listen, (laughs) this is what you do right here. When I was younger, I was just, I would fake it. So it would just be done. I just wanted it to be over. Yeah. I think, yeah, definitely. Cause when you're younger, you don't feel the confidence to say anything. Yeah. Like I was just nervous that they Mm -hmm. would think like, so I would just, I faked it till I made it. What? went home and got myself off and went to bed yep no I could definitely relate to that so yeah you just whereas now now that I'm older I would be like uh 
you're not doing it right. And if you're not going to do it right, you feel free to leave or learn. Yeah. And don't be offended when we tell you what we want. Yeah. Because you're also going to get something in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like a guy should really want to learn what gets yeah. a girl off sleeping with. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're just in it for their own orgasm, which, okay, stick it in, get off and goodbye. Yeah. Don't waste my time. My time is precious. Yeah. Fucking A. Good on you. Thanks. Absolutely. So now Simone is going to get the Satisfier Pro and we're going to find out which level works for us. And I hope she squirts. I really want to hear a squirting story. Me too. So we're really hoping for that. Us. So I will try my hardest. Thank you. Maybe maybe next week we'll have a squirting story. (laughs) Hopefully. I, it should arrive on Monday. So I'll practice really hard for a few days and let you know. Yeah. I want to know you have to start at level one and work up and tell us where you feel. I mean, we've discussed it on here before that I am very easy to get off. Yeah. There's a potential that every level might work for me. Oh, for sure. I found if I kept one on long enough, I could easily because the build-up you feel that one building up like it's gonna try it right now they just grabbed hers and we know (laughs) she's not wearing pants I'm not wearing pants I I don't ever wear pants when we record um and if you could if you go watch the YouTube she has put it down her panties (laughs) (laughs) or you will see that it is on my thumb that's what she calls her clitoris her thumb is (laughs) it's code (laughs) I barely feel anything on there like barely anything yeah it's so interesting how everybody's so different in that Mm. I love that it won't turn off (laughs) well oh there we go it really wants to play while we're on the pod I'm not having an orgasm when we're on the pod. Um, that's I no. That's your no. limit. That's <laughs> my limit. No orgasms on the pod. For anyone maybe. or just for you? <laughs> maybe. I may you my two exhibitionists, you guys can do whatever you like. Thank you. You guys want to orgasm on the pod, go for it. Speaking of exhibitionism, Simone. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to educate us on exhibitionism? What does it mean to you? To me? And how does it make you feel? Turned on? And what does it say? of the word exhibitionism makes you feel turned on <laughs> no like exhibitionism in general makes yes. me turned on not the word Stop. specifically um, yeah I love it I love it like all sides of it like public play public sex like posting pictures 
even just taking pictures mm-hmm. like literally every aspect of it I just love it I think it just feels really like the taking pictures and stuff definitely is like an empowering yeah thing um and then like the public play and like that kind of thing has like the adrenaline and like risk and things as well which yeah delicious I took a picture today with just my sweater on and I don't wear pants at home ever and I like it you could tell I'm not just like if you look closely Mm -hmm. and it's even that and then sending it off and being like I wonder if they'll notice yeah even that's a rush yeah definitely I love that I wish I could be more like you girls it's okay everybody's different and that's where like the BDSM test really comes in handy to help you identify yes yes it does yeah I mean it's you know no test like that is ever going to be 100% accurate and with a lot of people myself included it my answers will change and the results will change based on my mood or my headspace or the day you know like it varies like not massively but enough that things will move around um but it's a good like starting point to give you an idea of things that you might be interested in so you know where to research I would say yeah but I I would also say take it with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. because my exhibitionist is actually rather high on my BDSM test only because like the thought of like the flirting and like the rubbing and touching and all that is I like but I wouldn't public play like I don't like public play so mm-hmm. my was up probably not as high as like your guys but it was definitely higher than I was surprised by yeah. wow um, but just because like the touching in public I like that yeah so um so I would just if you get something that's higher I wouldn't like freak out about it like maybe in just aspects of Mm -hmm. of what it is yeah just because things score that doesn't mean that you have to be into them or you have to explore them like it's just to give you an idea um and the same as if something's really low, that doesn't mean you can't then go and explore it. Like, yeah, it's not absolutely forcing you to do anything or not do anything. It just opens some options that you might not have thought about potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some of my top categories that I scored high in was Boyer, which is so accurate. I love watching. Um, yeah. I submissive. Mm-hmm. Funny the word I can't pronounce that starts with an M there you go exhibitionist um there's brat experimentalist switch uh degradee non-monogamist dominant vanilla slave primal prey sadist rigor boy girl master mistress pet degrader age play daddy mommy primal hunter owner and brat tamer so <clears throat> and that's also one, the order of which I ranked too it's so yeah. dumb. um one of the things that I see commonly 
misrepresented or whatever um, is the primal. Like people mm-hmm. think literally just running in the woods and being chased, mm-hmm. which that's not it. Like, I mean, it's an aspect of primal, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I don't think people realize that it means like the sex itself is primal, biting, growling, scratching, like very animalistic yes. sex. And it's just like raw sex, like no, like I'm not saying there can't be, but like in my mind, it would be like no toys, no restraints, no anything, just mm-hmm. yeah, like wherever it takes you in that moment, like yeah. if that's like throwing things like yeah. breaking things in the room like clothes being ripped like just yeah yeah clothes ripping hair pulling biting growling yeah. like all the very very animalistic mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. sex there's it's such a broad base mm-hmm. but especially in the book community primal is in a box of yeah. running in the world and being yeah, chased very much portrayed as like this is a primal book because it has a chase scene in it and like right. that is a primal scene and something that you can do within yes. like primal kink but that's not the entirety of it there is no. so right. much and some men that may be enough for some men like just mm-hmm. running chasing and mm-hmm. but a lot of primal is like even like when they're talking like they have that growl like primal doms like are really good with that growl um and all that and they like the scratches and they like all that stuff so if you get high on primal don't think that you need to run because <laughs> <laughs> it's not it like not all of it <laughs> and i like don't even think the dglg community is even represented yeah is represented um, in books. Yeah. I Simone had said she was trying to find like some daddy little books and she was struggling with the representation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really struggling. It majoritively the ones I found were like novellas. Um <laughs> but that meant that there wasn't much of like a build of connection. It was very much like insta love mm. and like yeah. While I love that normally in a novella for me for that dynamic it doesn't work Mm -hmm. Um, like they're popular books and I'm like aware that obviously other people will enjoy them but it just didn't feel right for me like I am very much the kind of person that needs that connection before the honorifics are involved Mm -hmm. so when in the novella Mm -hmm. she's calling him daddy two days after meeting him a couple of pages in like I yeah. can't get my head around that I can't it doesn't yeah I just can't read it yeah yeah it's not it's not realistic enough like it's mm-hmm. not how the dynamic should work so yeah. yeah and I think like because I think we've spoke about it before there's a difference between calling someone daddy just for sex and mm-hmm. them being a daddy in a dynamic like yeah. that about the whole caregiver aspect which you need to know the person for that that's not like a two-day in situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it is something I've really struggled to find like an accurate representation 
of that yeah. dynamic for sure. There's there's definitely a lot of quotes I've seen on Instagram which are which are so correct. Like men think that just being called daddy is what then that is. And if that's what you like during sex, yeah, like go, go for it. But like if you're looking for a daddy, it's completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you need that someone to take care of you, someone to know when you're off, someone to plays with your hair, like does all those like little caregiver things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think another one we could talk on is the non-monogamous one because I feel like people immediately go to, I'm going to cheat. And yeah, that's right. not, it it's, could be poly, open, open, like, it's not. Yeah, it, it's not, if people, like you said, they think, oh, well, this person's not monogamous, they're going to cheat on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Mm-mm. there are people who are married that with just one person that they're non-monogamous can be high because it's something they're open to not something that they may practice in but they see that love is love no matter how many people yeah you can love so that's how I think mine because I would more lean more towards the poly versus Mm -hmm. open and that's why I believe I scored so high on that for my results yeah 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 was really high as well um but mine would be more towards open than mm. poly mm-hmm. see that's so like how you two both got very high and you both lean towards different things mm-hmm. so like kiki would want a relationship with her people yeah. and you would just choose to be open and not have that like closed relationship with yeah. among the uh the poly people and I like the idea of like oh, my little family like yeah because I mm-hmm. identify as straight so mine would be male like if mm-hmm. it would be two males and I've like oh, my guys yeah my little family like that is that's what I would love about it yeah, I totally do that for you. Yeah, if I if I were to ever do anything, I would lean more towards poly, where it's mm-hmm. like a family unit, most yeah. as opposed to open. Yeah, yeah, I would picture a closed dynamic for you for sure. Yes, yeah, I agree. I need it. I no, absolutely. My, yeah. my needs. <laughs> I feel like if I were to do uh, open. If both parties didn't participate in the open, that's where I feel like my yeah, heart springs it would be full. and I would feel guilty almost, or mm-hmm. even vice versa, say I wasn't, and he like I could feel that. Yeah, yeah. it would it wouldn't fit for me. Yeah, I would have like it has to fit for you mm-hmm. and the right. people that you're involved with. Absolutely, like, yeah. Some people are built for monogamy and some people aren't and yeah yeah have to figure out what works and it's all about mm-hmm. communication and like expressing your needs and not being afraid to and mm-hmm. being that vulnerable yeah um we've 
touched on masochist and sadist in mm-hmm. a different episode. Um, what? Um, submissive and dominant. And that's pretty self-explanatory on mm-hmm. what those are. Um, There's rope bunny and rigor, which I think kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Yes. So um, I, I know that Simone and Kiki have both posted pictures of them doing self-ties. Um, there is um, a lot of submissives on uh, Instagram that do self-ties. If you are interested in that, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. It the rope, I think rope is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it is way more than just being like tied mm-hmm. up. It's sex it is like art yeah in it um but so the rigor would be somebody who knows how to do rope mm-hmm. the ties and all that and then the rope bunny likes to be tied up but a lot of submissives now have been doing self ties yeah. so um it's just super relaxing too like yeah. not only is it gorgeous I find it so relaxing like I was once tied up and I could have fallen asleep because like yeah. it just it calms you too it does yeah. if you're self-tying mm-hmm. like for me it like quiets my brain for a yeah. minute because you're so focused on getting the ties right that you're not thinking about mm-hmm. everything else that you're normally thinking about mm-hmm. and as well the like the like deep pressure when you've tied it and it's like tight like that is such a grounding feeling like for me like having that pressure like it just pulls your focus mm-hmm. and even um, after when you feel it yes because yeah I could go to sleep easy after yeah ties either I've, self or on, done on me yeah I've only done one self tie so far um I want to do more but if you are going to self tie mm-hmm. please always do it safely always have shears with you because it can be very dangerous so I just wanted to put that out there and absolutely water some rope start tying yourself up it's fun Mm -hmm. um and there's plenty of YouTube videos that do show self-ties different Mm self-ties so there's a lot of information on there um to do that yeah, either sliding into people's DMs that you see do it, like super helpful. Even mm-hmm. if you see a tie you like and you're like, oh, what is that one called? Yeah. They're incredible. Yes, they are. Um, what other I think is there any other ones that we haven't discussed? I think we've I think on a few slave and owner. I think slave and owner is something that so we haven't I may be wrong in this but a slave and an owner is um they not only have a 24 7 dynamic but it's exactly what it it states is that the submissive man or woman um is does whatever the oh yeah I think like with the slave and owner I think that's where like the TPE comes into it um like the total power exchange yeah um has that crossover with the slave and owner situation Mm -hmm. yeah 
like there there's a safe word but they literally like the slave wants to do everything that the Mm -hmm. owner has asked of them like they they keep house they make food they serve them when they come home they do it all 24 seven like that Mm -hmm. is their daily routine is doing everything that they ask Mm -hmm. or asked of yeah so I think that what that is yeah yeah which I think is very hard like yes a 24 seven dynamic is hard because once you leave that house you are no longer that dominant or that sub like if you're going to work at work you're not somebody submissive right um so like to be an owner and a slave like I would imagine that would have to be like a very special dynamic setup yeah Yeah. and I think it's worth like mentioning as well like if you're like a new submissive and you're not like sure whether you're interested in like the slave side of things or like those kind of things it's a big deal to take on and there is the potential for anyone male or female um owner dominant to potentially use it in an incorrect way I think a lot yeah a lot of the fakes are I think that they're owners and so if you're new Mm -hmm. like we've stated if people are like rushing into these things even if they take time it's easy I feel like it's manipulated you can be easily Mm -hmm. manipulated there's a huge thing within the BDSM community where there's the potential for people with outdated or misogynistic views to Mm -hmm. hide behind a dom label Mm -hmm. and you know this is what doms do and this is how submissives should behave and actually no that's a really potentially dangerous view um right and you're hiding behind a label as a dom and that's not how it should be Mm -hmm. yeah and that's how people get hurt. Yeah. 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 I think like these views are being hidden as rules and instructions that submissives need to follow that aren't necessarily helpful to the submissive. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think as much as the dom vets the submissive, the submissive needs to vet the dom. Mm-hmm. even ask like for past submissives to talk to them and see how Absolutely. their experience was it's it's like you a reference a dom, yeah if you ask a dom if you can speak to a past submissive and, and they, they say no red run. flag run yeah right mm-hmm. no matter because- how their dynamic ended mm-hmm. they should be willing for you to discuss that mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. if, if a dom has more than one submissive, like there are poly doms who have, yeah. you should be able to talk to their other submissives as Absolutely. well. Um, yeah. So if they're like, no, leave. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like with the situation that we were just talking about with the potential for them to be, you know, using their views as like a dom, like if you feel like this doesn't feel like a normal dom sub relationship or like dynamic or it feels kind of like they're just making me do things that I don't think are to do with a dynamic, like speak up to them or to someone else or you know anything don't just sit in silence yeah yeah there are plenty of people in this community that will help you if you need it and feel like you can't speak up to the dom itself there are plenty of subs there are plenty of doms that will help you go step by step or if you don't feel safe can help you um yeah get out of that yeah even slide into the kinks dm and we'll find yes. somebody to help yeah. we can't personally mm-hmm. absolutely and we keep it confidential like mm-hmm. never be afraid to reach out yes mm-hmm. agreed um i do know so i do have um a author who these are like smutty books but mm-hmm. i i've, I've actually only read the one I really want to read more they are um by Lila Deboy I don't know if I ruined that um (laughs) but um she writes novellas and I read A is four and so it goes A through P she has books novellas and so each letter is for different kinks that they um go through Mm-hmm. but I think it's they're very good in like how the dynamic is set up so they're in a not a sex club it's like a um it was like a almost like a um it's an invited only like imagine like a country club but for oh. king yeah like cool. for BD. So like they have different rooms for different play and they have like the doms and they have the submissives and I mean you can be in a collared um relationship with a dom so you can only play with that dom um and what the basis is is that they're trying to get people to experience more um uh and yeah. so like if the submissive is not collared by a dom like they want to switch up like some play partners and get people to um try some different kinks to see if they like them or not um but and the backstory is interesting as well like the Mm -hmm. one for for a um she was in a long-term relationship and it ended and art um yeah it ended and she found the community and it helped her really like find herself um and so then you find like who, like the Dom that she plays with is and all this stuff. Um, but I'm very interested in reading. Like I said, she has A through P, all the letters of the alphabet. So in each one is a different kink. And they cover, um, from what I remember, it's been a little while since I read um, the A one, but in that one, um, they, they get given the letter A and then they have a list of kinks that start with the letter A. So it's not just one kink per letter. Yeah. It's multiple kinks oh. under that letter. So they got like a list of all the different A kinks and then they marked off which ones were hard limits that they weren't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they worked their way through the rest. Wow. Yeah. 
but like they had to fill out a form like when you join and you're, you're invited they had to fill you had to fill out a form of like hard limits and all that so if you if like asphyxiation was one for a if that is a hard limit then you don't they don't try that one but they just want you to kind of branch out and mm-hmm. like try more um so it is a smut there's sex in it yeah um but it sh- it explains a lot of kinks. Like I didn't know some of the kinks that were for A and it does a really good job at explaining what the kinks are and how mm-hmm. they are done. So that's awesome. Those are, those are very good. And they're short reads, they're novellas. Um, so it's probably just take you a day to read yeah. each one. Oh, I will just awesome. point out from a book point of view, they are written in third person because I know a lot of people don't like that. They are. I'm out. Simone, Simone and I struggled with that a little bit in the beginning. We, w- we were commenting back and forth to that. I did forget that they were written in third person. Um, I just know that some people will pick it up and go, oh, I can't read it as third person. So. That's how I am. I can't handle it. That's your warning. It's third person. <laughs> it is third person, but it's some great information. So if it's something that you can get past, I mean, Simone and I did read the, we read the whole first one, but for the first like half hour, we kept commenting back and forth on (laughs) how much we dislike third person. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think because it's, they're short, it's, it was easier for me to push past that. Yeah. It wasn't like I was reading a 400 book, 400 page book. Yeah. Um, so yeah and then we have their Sadie's books the BDSM books that we that we've talked about and I know Keeks you have yeah so the one I recently just read was Losers by Harley LaRue I was impressed with how it was done like Mm -hmm. I don't want to give too much away but the guys do say you need to fill out this questionnaire before we enter this dynamic you need to send it back to us so we understand your hard limits and she was like I don't have any they're like you do (laughs) yeah like even Simone has hers so you do and they even throw a scenario at her like if we did this to you how would you feel and so Mm -hmm. it made her go back and think um they talked about the rules and how communication is so important um I just thought it was a great representation one of the better ones that I've seen in a book of how to yeah. start a dynamic once they decided okay there's that trust it's we're willing mm-hmm. to yeah so I really appreciated that um there's two books that I read from an actual submissive her name is Kate Kinsey how to be a healthy and happy submissive is like the intro book she's done she's been in the community for about 14 plus years and she is wow. considered an educator within the community as well uh she mm-hmm. does go to universities and speak on the subjects it's she's quite knowledgeable and she does her books with humor as well so it's not dry yeah that's good throws yeah. that in like she'll give you facts but she'll also there's humor it's fabulous um another one by her is what semester's submissives want to know and that's where she like takes all of her questions she gets in her dms and she's put mm-hmm. it in a book and answers it oh that's good i i loved both those books 
and it gives you yeah fabulous uh amazon okay. he has um some really good like information online as well like um uh, on like the website and stuff just like quick subjects that you can just like look up something and mm-hmm. the information she gives is so detailed yeah. but really easy to understand yeah. even if you have like limited knowledge mm-hmm. like she makes it really clear what she's talking yeah. about yeah her website <laughs> is katekinsey.com i'll make sure to put it on yeah our page once this episode comes out but mm-hmm. like a, a world of knowledge and she, yeah, yeah she articulates it perfectly there's humor it's common like stuff we can understand yeah yeah really um, good and then simone our satisfier pro um has a recommendation called wicked opportunity do you want to tell us a bit about that yeah that book i originally it's a series um i think it's a four books um i originally picked it up because um they measured it in um smut by volume i think was what they called mm. it and they said that it was like 67 percent smut in the first book and then it goes up to like 70 something i think by like book four Ooh. maybe even more than that like i'm talking every single chapter so that was why I picked it up and that was what I thought I was getting myself into um and yeah it doesn't disappoint but I was genuinely like in shock at how well like the BDSM lifestyle was portrayed like there are so many different dynamics so many different like um relationship scenarios like poly open um there's like femdom stuff in there like within the dynamics and there's I don't want to give too much away but there's um she's like submissive with one guy but dominant with another guy within like the like harem situation like she's like a switch yeah it's incredible honestly and but like navigating that safely because it's new to her means that she has um someone who is like doming her while she's doming him to make sure that she stays in like a safe headspace and doesn't oh, wow. like slip into like subspace while she's doing it and like it's incredible and like the consent like it's not just like a little bit of consent here and there there is consent from the people involved but also people that might be in the room when things are happening mm-hmm. to ensure that everyone has consented to things they might see might experience yeah. And there's even like the thing that I loved the most was there are mistakes made, like safe word mistakes, kink mistakes that are then like addressed and like communicated. Mm-hmm. And like all this is happening while the book is genuinely still pure smart. Like it doesn't take away from that, but it's just so well done. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, honestly. And who's the author? Uh, uh, that is Sean Kynwen. Fabulous. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, don't forget your safe play, guys. I know I say it every week and I'm going to keep saying it every week because it is so, so important. Safe, sane, consensual, always. Um, and like we said, if you ever feel like you're in a situation where you need help, you need advice, even if we can't help you, if you just message one of us, message the Kinks page, 
we can help find you the help like we'll do everything we can you know if you feel like you're in an unsafe situation or you know you just need advice like we will try and help as much as we can so just let us know yeah Mm -hmm. but thank you guys so much so so much Thank you. Bye. Bye.